0: Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles,
1: and this is Nate Baranowski.
0: And this week we review the 2021 Daniel Craig James Bond movie, No Time to Die.
1: We talk about the action scenes in this movie.
0: Talk about Billie Eilish and the opening song.
1: We go to Romance Corner and talk about Lea Seydoux and Daniel Craig are they meant for each other?
0: <laughs> I feel like whenever we do this intro, you have one of your things that go long. Right. right. Well, whole thing. This and this and... We go to Romance
1: Corner. Yeah. We're, in, we're in Romance Corner for a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to leave all that in. That was good.
0: And we saved the best stuff for after the spoiler horn.
1: You said that in a creepy way.
0: I was trying to be dramatic.
1: Oh, okay. Just like Safin.
0: Don't want to be dramatic. Don't wanna
1: all be dramatic. this and more on movies on the side. <laughs>
0: Nate, today we're reviewing the final Daniel Craig 007 film, No Time to Die, ends his run, starting with Casino Royale, and then Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, the best Daniel Craig 007 movie, Spectre, and now No Time to Die. This was his last one, Nate. Oh. (laughs) Did you watch, so I actually watched the Apple TV Plus documentary about the making of this movie. Did you watch that?
1: No, I did not. Oh, it was very good. But I will say right here. Yeah at the opening. Yes. I was ready for the end of the Daniel Craig era of James yeah, Bond. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I have been ready for 8 years. <laughs> I continue to be ready. He's great and fine, but I'm ready.
0: Wait, wait, wait. 8 years? Was that when Skyfall came out?
1: I don't know. I just chose an amount of time that seems oh, about okay. halfway through.
0: <laughs> when when did you when did you stop liking him as 007? Uh, I think uh around Skyfall? Yeah, you I don't know why you don't like that movie at all we need to get someone on this podcast to defend this movie
1: it's fine i casino royale is the best one quantum of solace is weird qual- yeah. skyfall skyfall is fine we reviewed it together yeah. listeners go back and try to find that in our <laughs> <laughs> list of podcast episodes <laughs> yeah. and specter i didn't i had forgotten it existed so much so that when the leia Sedu do." appeared on the screen. Yes. I turned to my wa- my wife and I said, "Oh, this must be her first time in the movies where she was a main character in Specter." Right. But I had apparently rinsed that from my mind.
0: Now, see, I forget Specter a lot except for Christoph Waltz as the bad guy, Blofeld. Right. Which I th- I think that final scene. Okay, but anyway.
1: He sort of blends in with me. Mm. He sort of blends in with the bad guy from Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> in one of the, oh, the Mission Impossible and 007 had a couple years kind of between Ghost Protocol yeah, and Spectre yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like ah, there is sort of a creepy interchangeable bad guy in there
0: they talk really soft almost whispery it was Lane from Mission Impossible yes Ghost Protocol
1: and Fallout they're in glass cages yeah it's all
0: the yeah, same yeah Lane was in those two movies and Christoph Waltz was in two James Bonds as Blofeld to a much less degree in this one. Mm-hmm. Avenging angel my chase of lost causes Now you even chase mine But you're asking the wrong question We will do a spoiler horn because I feel like in order to talk about the last scenes of this movie I don't want it. I don't want to spoil it because I think those are those are important scenes. Okay. Anyway, we'll do a spoiler horn Just for that those last few moments also just as a side note every time I tried to look up this movie I kept typing in die another day which is mm. the Pierce Brosnan mm. <laughs> double that was Pierce Brosnan's final double seven movie, but no tomorrow is, never dies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow No never time died. to that die. One, that, one, that one was pretty good. I was, I was totally Pierce Brosnan, but anyway, no time to die.
1: Nate, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is for this movie? I think Rotten Tomatoes is 71
0: critics gave this 83, Nate, mm.
1: 83 hmm. and audience audience were 88.
0: You nailed it. Audience were 88. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah, I think you're getting better at these. I think you're I am. More. I'm feeling yeah, it. I think, I think you are. Okay. <sighs> I feel like No Time to Die. I, was, I almost said Die Another Day again, but no. No Time to Die. I think it was good that this was Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie. I feel like there were a couple moments where Daniel Craig lost believability as 007. I feel like a couple times when he was like interrogating people, like grabbing Blofeld by the throat or... Yep. You know, interrogating that uh, Gorbachev uh, doctor guy. There were a couple months where I was like, ah, oh, you're taking me out of it a little bit, but...
1: You're l- moving a little bit into your Liam Neeson stage yeah. of life. Right. <laughs> and that's
0: fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I saw clips of Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Man, he looked a lot younger in Casino Royale. He was a lot younger. <laughs> I mean, it was literally was a long, a long time, time ago. It was a long time ago. How long ago was Casino Royale?
1: Hold on. I want to say that was a 2008 or two thousand six,
0: two thousand six to twenty twenty one. That's a long run as James Bond. It's true. That is fifteen years. Fifteen years.
1: Okay. Let's start. I know where we should start. Well,
0: how do? Yeah. Tell me where do we start?
1: We start with Billie, Billie Eilish? Eilish. Yep. <laughs> I called it. Okay. Okay. Here I have. I have quick thoughts. Yes. 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 I just listened to the song before we started recording.
0: There's no time to die.
1: Yeah. I. That was a terrible Billie Eilish impression. Couldn't sing any of it to you right now. And I just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love her voice. I think her voice is, it's like the opposite end of Adele. So Adele's got the long belty. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, Billie yeah. Eilish has that kind of, I would say a little bit croaky, a little, but kind of almost a wilty, like a wilted voice.
0: Maybe this is her strategy. She gets real close to the mic and then she whispers. Just, uh,
1: da, 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 da. but what there's like this? a little bit of a vibrato in her voice which kind of yeah, gives right. it yeah this like kind of a wallflower sort of thing and then when she does bring it a little bit more it's like oh this is great oh yeah but i'm gonna say right here i don't think the melody is memorable i don't think this song is memorable i kind of wanted her to like just sing skyfall but in your version billy <laughs> <Billie laughs> eilish like i don't know what, what did you think about the actual song no time to die <laughs>
0: It's not my favorite Bond song, which we've done top five Bond songs, which we should revisit sometime. I'll try to find that episode.
1: It starts with the opening notes of Total Eclipse of the Heart. So my first thought is Billie Eilish is going to come in and go, turn around every now Mm. and then I get a little bit
0: Now, okay, I feel like you have now said this for the past two James Bond movies, because for Spectre... Sam Smith did the song called Writings on the Wall. Again, amazing voice. Amazing voice. But I like that song and you didn't. You didn't think okay. that was memorable. Okay. The writings on the wall.
1: See, I can sing it. I think that has a more memorable melody. So I, compared to this one, I like it more.
0: If I risk it all.
1: But it's like an octave higher. Who did uh, Quantum of Solace theme song? Oh, uh, nobody. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> no i don't even know who did casino royale it was a rocker it was a rocker guy
0: okay jack white and alicia keys another way to die for quantum of solace why was die in so many of <laughs> daniel craig's things
1: a lot of james Bond movies have die in them unfortunately oh that I think is true james
0: They're live and let die
1: <laughs> it was the beatles were- okay we gotta get off the song we we don't have that <laughs> no, much time. no this is so good what do you ultimately what do you think about the song
0: i like the song I heard it, because they released the song way before the movie, because this movie took a while to come out. There were, like, Daniel Craig got injured, and so it took a while to make this movie. You got injured just like walking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he did. That's
1: not not a falsity. (laughs) That's not not a true
0: Bond-esque thing to do. But, so I listened to the song, like, when it came out a while ago, and I liked it, but I didn't, like, listen to it on repeat, like Skyfall. When Skyfall came out, it was like, repeat, repeat one. I did... Actually, so I've seen this movie twice, Nate. I actually watched it a second time yesterday in preparation for this.
1: This movie is two hours and 43 minutes
0: long. It's a very where did you movie. find the time it's a very long movie i was working while it was on so it was kind of like not total focus but okay got it but as i watched the opening for this movie as billy eilish is singing mm-hmm. i liked it more yes and i don't know if it was because the visuals were good like there was one moment where yes. guns shooting form a dna strand and i was like yes you got me that was sweet <laughs> and then when she holds that note like kind of belty and Billy Eilish kind of it has a more powerful tone in the opening song with the video. Like, it was pretty cool. So I would say this is like a middle-of-the-road Bond song. I like her voice, but not the best. It's not Skyfall. You can't beat Adele. Right. I'm with you. Okay, well, overall, action scene. I do feel like this movie has some really fun action scenes that doesn't take itself too seriously at some points. Like, Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas literally, like, have drinks multiple times during their fight scene which is kind of hilarious which is fun but i feel like the opening action where he like rides a motorcycle up a ramp and jumps super high like i feel like that's fun canonical bond car in the opening action sequence yes
1: i mean come on where was that place was that like a they were in uh, italy northern italy
0: yeah they were speaking italian They're speaking Italian.
1: Monte Carlo. Anyway. Yeah, maybe something like that. It was a nice set. I thought that the motorcycle scene, I thought him, it was kind of a breathtaking stunt that was, you could tell was not CG, was actually like a stunt double, like ramping a motorcycle and going through those streets. Yeah. I thought that was really, really good. I want to say to me, the movie's action peaked there had a second peek with uh, Ana de Armas kind of fighting alongside him in, yes. was that in Cuba where they were supposed to be? Yes, Cuba. And then after that, I'm not sure if I could name another like fun action set piece after that. It kind of came a little more by the book after that.
0: Well, when Daniel Craig is escaping with Madeline and the child, you know, they're driving through these cool streets you know, scenic roads in Finland or Scandinavia or something like that. And then there's a fight in the forest where one of the characters that you really like hate at the beginning is that uh, like
1: dies unceremoniously
0: <laughs> he dies with a car crushing, him, which is pretty great. Nice moves, Bond. Ah! Ah! You won't be able to stop him. But I think that, I think the ending sequences are, are good too.
1: Action wise, like the infiltration and all that. Really? I don't know. That seemed kind of by the book to me. I think i like when james bond action has sort of a unique and colorful flair to it and not like i'm watching like a call of duty scene where it feels like sure sure i never want james bond to be in like part of seal team six you know infiltrating using hand Mm. movements and like coming around a corner with an assault weapon and like i want him to be super spy in a way where he's doing something interesting or unconventional that a regular super soldier would not do so when i see him in like oh yeah he's just like you know slicing the pie through a through a doorway (laughs) and and really like yeah doing that kind of by the book infiltration it's like uh, i get i get it that's not the james bond i love
0: I do think that's why I think the opening action sequence might be the best one with the like canonical bond car. Yes. Like when he and Madeline are sitting in there and all the machine guns are firing it, but it's bulletproof. And he's just sitting there steaming mad because someone gave him up. And then she says, say something. And he's like, okay. And then the machine guns come out of the headlights of the car and he swivels around. That one is like, that's James Bond to the max. I did love that.
1: Yes. Say something, James!
0: Okay, I want to talk about Rami Malek as the villain in this film with the such on-the-nose name as Lucifer <laughs> Saffin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Like,
0: come on. But as a villain, what did you think of him, Nate? I want to
1: know. I thought he was generic. What? A poor man's, what's the other guy? The much scarier guy from Skyfall.
0: I'm so mad. You thought it was uh Javier Bardem.
1: Javier Bardem. I thought he was poor man's Javier Bardem. Are you kidding me right now? I think Rami Malek was boring as a bad guy. Oh my god. You know, you know when he was better? He was better in a mask when apparently he was 14 <laughs> in Madeline's <laughs> childhood because those ages don't quite match up. But that is true. I, keep the mask on. It's so much scarier. I did that. Mask was terrifying in the very opening the scene. The Mask is terrifying. Keep the mask on. My name is Your husband killed my family.
0: I I thought he was again like the Lane character in Mission Impossible, which I think is a good villain. I've th- he is not physical villain. You know, he's not. He can't fight Bond hand to hand.
1: Yeah, he tries. He does.
0: Well, well,
1: because James Bond's old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's like the the mind villain and the like sadistic type villain i don't know i thought he was very menacing
1: i felt like he never showed that he was incredibly intelligent he never showed that like he just has his like his family's poison island bunker guy and he's just mate <laughs> he's just a creepy dude okay no no
0: spoilers but in those final scenes when he's like laying in the water like with his eyes super wide talking to bond is uh-huh. that
1: not a harrowing villain moment that it didn't get me okay All right. it, it, it didn't get me i don't know maybe because i was two and a half hours in and i was like hmm i also feel like what he did to bond in those
0: final moments was now that
1: that yeah that's harrowing that's yes. what i am
0: saying. well and that that plays into it which we'll talk about after the spoiler horn but i think that plays into how sadistic he is and i don't know i, I thought that made him a good villain they also made his face look really weird
1: yeah, I think due to like early poisoning as a child is what oh. that's supposed to indicate. Um but I don't You're know if, the flowers, yeah. Can you find the touch? We are their kiss. For me, I think having Christoph Waltz in the movie for a little bit mm. actually goes to show Oh yeah, you are a much creepier scarier villain than Rami Malek. Yeah. And the, the fact that like I saw Christoph Waltz in this movie and I was like, Oh, could have just used you being the big bad again. Would have been fine.
0: I think Christoph Waltz is better at delivering a line. Like when he's talking to bond in the jail, like just, just his way of speaking. Right. And I, I think was, you know, it makes your skin crawl. You're like, Oh, this dude's bad. Right. And I think Malek maybe doesn't have that kind of gravitas when he speaks. But I don't know, I feel like as an overall villain, like the whole picture, as far as what he's doing, as his evil plot, and like his look, I thought his look was good for a Bond villain.
1: Yeah, I am underwhelmed You're, you know, yeah. by the bad okay, guy in right. this movie. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Let's talk about Leia Sadu. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember her from Spectre, (laughs) but the movie starts with James Bond and Madeline just driving through beautiful landscape, and they are in very much in love. Right, right. And I didn't know she was from the last movie, so I thought she was a new girl. She is (laughs) not. (laughs) (laughs) They have history together. Right. Let's go to romance corner. Yeah. How do you feel about James Bond and Madeline Swan? daughter of that one guy from quantum of solace <laughs> mr white <or> I,
0: think. <laughs> I did not believe their romance as much as the casino royale romance
1: yes bring back vesper i want to talk a little bit about lashana lynch mm. who plays the new 007 right that m brings in right now lashana lynch played in captain marvel i was like where did i recognize you from oh yeah. she was captain marvel's friend right i think her look is great and i think her overall vibe in this movie is great but i'm gonna get on a bit of a soapbox for just a second
0: okay okay
1: are you ready sure yeah i think it's amazing just in general that the franchise was like no listen we made Lashawna lynch 007 she's the new 007 because James Bond is gone. She seems baller. She seems like perfectly, wonderfully capable and great. Mm -hmm. And I think as far as representation, amazing. Yeah. Good job, studio. Then, but I do have one thing to say here. I would love if the script and the story was able to give Lashana Lynch's character just a little bit more personality it's almost as if they're like listen she needs to look cool and competent so that audiences don't like get mad that she's james bond but i really wanted her to have more and i feel like they gave her nothing to do except do cool actiony things and wear really sweet sunglasses (laughs) and i was like oh man i'm so interested in this character But you didn't give her anything to do. And then halfway through the movie, she does in a non-believable character move, from what I know about her, which is not much. She gives the 007 back to Daniel Craig. And I don't believe that her character would be like, uh, M, I'd like to officially give 007 back to James Bond. And I think in real life, she would be like, I respect you. But the the number is still the number. So... sorry bud you're also a bad super spy because you use your real name all the time so why even have 007
0: thanks (laughs) it's a good point i do agree i think i agree i think because they made the number thing such a big part of her relationship with daniel craig there wasn't room for any other character development (laughs) like i would i would say that's it i would say leave that whole part out call her 006 or 008. And then never talk about the numbers again and instead give her a couple scenes of personality where she has to do like when we first see her, she basically fools James Bond, like gets him to bring her to his house. Right. Like she gets to do a little bit of spy stuff, but then never again. But never again. She doesn't do any other spy craft. Yeah. So I say take out all the 007 conversation, just give her a different number and give her a couple scenes where she has to actually like, I don't know, be a spy, <laughs> you know, talk convincingly. Cut to the chase.
1: I'm here as a professional courtesy.
0: Well, you're not very courteous, are you? Double O? Two years. Very young.
1: I achieve mm. that. And not only that, I mean, I like I like the fact of give her 007 and then barely ever talk about it again. And then James Bond at the end is like, you'll be a good 007. Yeah, yeah. Great. That'd be fine too. Done. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he builds respect for her, not the other way around. I think maybe another armchair director thing that I would say, and I know this is going to make you very sad. Okay. okay. Is that Anna de Armas as Paloma, is in this movie for approximately 12 minutes <laughs> yeah, in the Cuba scene. Never circles back around. No. Now, if you were to tell me that they're setting her up to have a spinoff, like Paloma series, yes, would watch a standalone movie, <laughs> for sure. 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 But she never comes back in this movie. What about, instead of it being her, what if we are introduced to the 007, Lashana Lynch, as that character? as paloma right and then we find out later she's not a newbie she is a 007 that's the in. and that way we get more personality of her yeah something like that i'm not sure what Armas does for this movie's plot other than be like a delightful breath of fresh air in the middle of a cuba scene where she's plays a really delightful character and then has gone forever
0: yeah because it is weird like when you when she was announced i thought she was positioned as the next bond girl, like for the movie, right? Which obviously wouldn't make sense. Now knowing the plot because Madeline is his relationship. Right. So like there's like, there's not a bond girl. So I thought it was so strange. Like she came on screen, they did the action scene and then she says goodbye and not even like a
1: callback not even like and you think she's gonna show back yeah even if you're like oh maybe she'll be bad maybe she'll we'll find out she double crosses him right there's right. not a ton of how do i say surprising turns for a spy movie which we could say it's a spy movie very loosely like you said not a lot of spycraft right Right. a lot right. of shooty shooty instead
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: hi colleague cc I, I i forget things when i get nervous Is the biggest jump
0: I've ever had? Either those two characters being one or doing something different with Lashawna Lynch's character would have been better. Like, it did feel weird. There were some funny lines that came from it. Like, when I think M says, We're going to reinstate your double O status to Bond. And she's like, What number is that? (laughs) Like, what number are you giving him? Yeah. You know, there's some funny lines, but I don't think you'd need a whole character for a couple funny lines like that. I think you could do better.
1: And I will toot this horn. Yeah. Until the end of my days, Naomi Harris, who plays Money Penny, one of the top ten most beautiful women in all the world, (laughs) it is a disgrace how little she does in this in these movies. It is a shame. And ever since that she did the, she shot him off the train. Right. It's like, why aren't you a bigger role in any of these movies? And it's sad. And (gasps) I, I'm so sorry, Naomi Harris.
0: I agree because she was also very like quippy and quick with her lines whenever she interacted with bond in like past movies so yeah
1: she actually held her own with him in a scene in a way that's like oh man i bet he would respect her as right exactly either a friend or later on like a partner but nope she's relegated to a desk yeah yeah it's where a she shame. like is a fu- i don't know anyway no, that's no it's I a have shame. to say about money penny
0: she she could have been in that scene instead of anna de armas and like yes. that would have been cool too yeah. Yes, but I also I do not want to remove Anadarma from this movie, so we're going to move on. <laughs> I'm not suggesting any of that.
1: Okay, quick question about Jeffrey Wright as Felix Slider. Yes, who was in a couple movies. I don't know if he's been in the last two. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say about his death, right? No,
0: no, uh, that's pretty fine. early yeah, on in the movie.
1: Early, yeah. He dies, and that's meant to like supposed to be a touching moment. Did you find that a touching uh, death of Felix Slider? It's a good life. It's-
0: Yeah, it hit me a little bit. I was kind of sad for him.
1: I think then James Bond says to M like, "And Felix, he can't talk to him. He's dead." And M pauses, like, "Huh? Oh, he was a good guy." And I was like, "I don't think anyone here should care that much about Felix slider
0: <laughs> I mean, I believe James Bond cared about him. Yes, but no one else, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. All right, we we have to do we have to rate it spoiler horn, and then we have to talk about romance corner. Yes. And in the end, we have to do it. So Nate, on a scale of zero to five. Red necklaces, Mm. as we will talk about the the significance of that after the spoiler horn. I'm going to rate this first. I'm going to give it a three and a half red necklaces. I think it's not the best Daniel Craig Bond movie. I think it is good. I enjoyed it. I'll probably watch it again just for fun uh, in the future. But yeah, three and a half necklaces for me. What do you say?
1: This is going to be controversial. Oh, boy. I'm feeling it right now. Oh, boy. I'm going to give No Time to Die two and a half necklaces.
0: Two and a half.
1: Here's it here's let me tell you
0: we need you we need somebody to go back where is, it uh, is. Uh,
1: jackson you look at the spreadsheet what else is what did nate give the core i'll be honest I didn't enjoy watching most of this movie. Mm. I thought it was very, very long. I think that could be trimmed down to a nice two hours. I felt it was bloated in all the wrong ways. Okay. And I think, as we'll get to in a second, I didn't really believe in the romance corner part that much. And then the main bad guy slash like bad thing that will happen to people, uh, I never felt connected to. So, two and a half. Two
0: and a half. Spoiler horn. Spoiler, here's the spoiler horn. Then we're gonna talk about Romance Corner in the end.
1: But before Romance Corner, nanotech, nanotechnology, do you feel like this is the most early 2000s thing of dna tracking nanotechnology i'm pretty sure i played a gamecube james bond game <laughs> where this was also exactly the plot of it did you feel like it was cool That basically the whole thing was we have a weapon that targets people's dna in a roundabout here's a list and you get nanotech
0: so watching it a second time uh-huh. made me appreciate it a little more like mm. when the doctor is preparing the weapon for the Spectre party. You know, the first time I watched it, like he he shoves a USB stick off the desk and switches it with the one in his sock. And I didn't realize why he did that until my second viewing. Mm, I realized right. the first USB stick was gonna kill just James Bond, right. but this guy, the doctor, is working for Lutifer Safin, and so they wanna kill Spectre, and so that was the switch. So I feel like after, on second watching, I was like, okay, that's an interesting plot device. And then I think at the end, it raises a big moral question. And so for
1: that, uh, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's not super intriguing. And Safin wants to just take the nanotechnology and just kill off No, the he wants to world? sell it. He
0: was going to sell it. The final scenes is they were like buyers headed to the island in boats. Wait, he
1: wants to sell it? Yes, that's the whole thing. Why, why is that his motivation? Money, bruh. He doesn't he's seem like to... a guy who cares at all about money. He's like wants to like. We didn't
0: see where he lived. He might be living in a shack. I don't know. That's a, his island. Is cool. The poison
1: garden thing. Yeah, he's li- living in like a cold war. Uh, would you want to live there? No, but I don't want I to. Live mean, there. I also don't want to make a whole lot of his life decisions. So I don't. I don't feel. Uh, incredibly <laughs> connected to him.
0: He was selling it. That's why they were saying like there are several uh, fast. Uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> several several fast boats bad here.
1: guy. Insert bad guy countries. In
0: Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's several fast-moving uh, container ships. They're going to be getting this poison. So he's selling it. That's what he's doing, sir. I've just detected some suspicious activity. Several high-speed transports are headed towards the
1: island. Origin unknown. To kill off the world?
0: Well, no. Whatever the bad guys want to do with it. Whether they want to kill just Americans, I guess. I don't know. But that's that's the the plot yeah. point. I so know.
1: okay, romance corner.
0: Okay, romance corner. So Madeline. And for the first time ever, I think it's safe to say James Bond has a daughter in this movie with Madeline and introduced kind of like in the middle and becomes, I don't know, I think it adds a ton of tension and motivation to Bond in the last half. Like that's why I think, I think the second half, especially at the bunker, like there's a scene where Lucifer has the daughter and like he's holding her and Bond has to like try and get her but when bond lunges like he just lucifer
1: like disappears down a shaft like i don't know i I think that's a good scene yeah i think the daughter maybe it's because i have a son now Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. daughter is great in this movie and and she she for me Saves all of the lacking romance corner in this movie because yes. I do not believe that Madeline and James Bond have this amazing relationship. I no. also have a little bit of a hard time with the age gap. Hold on a second. Leia Sadu was born in 85. She's only one year older. James, uh, Daniel Craig was born in 68, <laughs> 70. Okay. It's only 17 years. What's love <laughs> across 70, 17
0: years? <laughs> What's love. At times, got to do?
1: she looks very young, though yeah at times being she born right. in 1985 but Mathilde 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 there's something about her like speaking to Mathilde in French yeah and yes, like yes. they're having their you know they talk to each other but the daughter you know it really gets me yeah it really gets me I yeah. don't care that much about Madeline but I was like if you hurt that daughter oh I know so help me that's why I think
0: Lucifer Safin becomes an even better villain towards the end because you see that he is as deranged. But he just
1: lets her go. Well,
0: okay, Yeah. That's kind of weird. Like when he takes her, Why? when he takes the daughter away from Madeline, uh-huh. that separation scene is heart wrenching. And you're like, this guy is evil. But then later to the daughter's credit, she bites his hand, which I hope my children would do if they're being held by a bad guy, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. by their hand. But yeah, then he's just like, if that's what you want, little girl go. I'm like,
1: what, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you let go the one? I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a re-edit. I that to me that has to be because then they find her hiding under a table, and I have to imagine there was another scene, <laughs> potentially a more intense scene, mm. and maybe they screened it and were like, "No, no, no, we can't have."
0: Oh, but the releasing her just makes no girl. sense. Like that's your leverage. It makes no sense. That's your
1: leverage for the whole I, deal. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's the way that James Bond doesn't kill you is because you have the little human. Kid Shield. (laughs) The human kid shield. So yeah, that didn't make any sense. But
0: the end of this movie, Nate. Yes. I think the final encounter with Bond and Lucifer. I think one of the (laughs) leads.
1: Let's call him Saffin. I can't even deal with his first name. I
0: think the scene where bond gets shot like several times yet still yep. has the wherewithal to lunge at saffin and then break his arm that feel that felt like very bondy like mm-hmm. even being shot multiple times you can't stop him and so that was an interesting moment but then he infects bond mm-hmm. with this dna weapon uh-huh. where if he were to ever touch madeline or his daughter matilde again uh-huh. they would die instantly
1: right or anybody, yeah. He was basically like he'll be like ground zero for a a terrible pandemic.
0: Now, now Nate.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: end, again, I think I don't know of any other Bond movie that does this, mm. but he stays on the island as it's blown up by all these missiles and Bond
1: dies. Yeah. Bond dies in this movie. I had I had really strong Nicolas Cage in The Rock. <laughs> Coming out onto <laughs> yeah, that the is rooftop. That
0: is, that is true with the crucifix like, uh-huh. holding his arms out. Okay, but here's my question for you, Nate. Let's say that he was able... He had enough time to escape. Let's say he could have jumped in the water and swam away and survived, uh-huh. but he was still poisoned and might kill anyone at the
1: touch. No, I think you got to... I think you got to go. I think you got to go with the island.
0: You would leave your daughter fatherless because there is a risk. I mean, I guess... Yeah, there's a risk that if they touch you by accident.
1: Yeah, it's not the risk of. Okay, it'd be one thing if you're like, listen, you can never touch your daughter or Madeline again. Like, that's one thing. I think you could live your life that way, it'd be very sad, but we have FaceTime. I thought that's what it was. You think it was that he. No, no, I think it's everybody. I think only he can touch a single human soul. Really? I think any connection to another human means that he gives them the disease, the nanobots or whatever.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't. I thought it was just the wife and daughter.
1: No, I think that's the severity of it. I think he becomes anyone who he oh, makes contact okay. with gets it. And in that okay. case, you can't live in this world. Unless you want to like, truly be like Man in the Forest, Bear grill style.
0: Can't Q at headquarters no. come up with some kind of like, skin? You. No, 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 no. Like a skin film where you have like a saran wrap around your whole body.
1: You should be able to peel off all your skin. <laughs> oh, wait. Or
0: like... I mean, would you have at least given it a few years to see if he could come up with a solution? Like, put me in a glass box and give me three meals and whatever a day. I
1: think he has been sh- also been shot quite a few times. He was shot like three times, yeah. But he just... Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was doing great all in so, all. So... So you would say Were you sad to see James Bond getting blowed up? Yeah, I was. I got a, I got a little sad. I kinda was sad too. Knowing it was his last
0: Bond movie though, it was a little less sad because it was like <laughs> right? I'm not gonna see you again either way as James Bond. So if there was a way to go, I would think Yeah, okay. I think that's a good story
1: ending. I think it's a nice it was a nice line yeah. where he calls up Madeline. Madeline, yes. And Lashana Lynch, who's basically a glorified babysitter at this point. <laughs> Who, by the way, if you're tasked with closing up a roof so that missiles don't come, and, like, so that they come and destroy this island, so that yes. an unspeakable evil isn't unleashed on the earth, maybe don't send the other 007 to drive a speedboat. But basically go, like, Madeline, right. I think you're going to have to take it from here. Just drive away from the island. Yeah, Madeline. Madeline could have handled that. She but is well equipped. But hey, LaShana Lynch, why don't you stay with me and help yeah. me complete the most important mission in all the world?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yes, I agree. You would right? think. That would, t- that would make sense. Why did he sense. send her away? I don't know. That, it didn't make any sense. Just strictly for the plot. But I will say I did get a little sad seeing James Bond blow up there at the end. Yeah. I am glad that they revealed via the phone call that Madeline understood he was poisoned and that's why he was not trying to escape. Yes. Yeah, I feel true. like that would have set her up for a lifetime of like animosity towards the father of her child. <sighs>
1: You've been poisoned. Yes. I miss family. Also, she she's like, Yeah, her eyes do look like you. Which mm. is nice to be like she's your daughter but this brings me to one point earlier in the movie when at the very beginning they're in the uh village together and he's been he went to go visit vesper's grave right and blofeld blows him up a little bit and he fights a little bit and then he was like madeline did you double cross me and he goes and puts her on the train during this whole scene I think Madeline needs to spit out a couple true things. One, I didn't cross you. Two, there is, listen, I need to tell you real quick. There's a guy named Safin, and he saved me back in the day, and he's after me. It could possibly be him. He wears a creepy mask sometimes. And then uh, also, like, hey, I'm, I'm connected to Spectre. But I'm also pregnant with your baby, right? Which I'm going to say one thing. You can cut this out if this is too much, but I'll say it delicately. Yeah, I saw Casino Royale, and I saw whatever the bad guy was, Le, Le Cheef. Yeah, yeah. Swing a softball and to a tied up James Bond to a chair.
0: <laughs> I question paternity. <laughs> I'm just saying, I question paternity. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I forgot about that I hope
1: the adults can understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to have seen
0: Casino Royale. I mean, it's an iconic torture scene. If you saw
1: Casino Royale, I'm just not sure if he can be a dad. That's a
0: good good point. I
1: don't know. But I, I don't know. I just feel like it is. Why didn't she say to him, hey, I'm pregnant. I didn't betray you. She says nothing to him.
0: I think he knows she didn't betray him by that point. No,
1: when he puts her on the, on the train and oh, says you'll never oh, oh, oh. see me again by the end. No, I'm saying by the end of the movie. But they were in the car the whole time. She's like, I have something to tell you. Yeah, I know. Just say it. I know
0: well, you're just sitting there being machine gun shot at. He's not saying anything, right? But I don't think he was believing her at the at the moment. I think she even if she said it, then he was kind of like in a fugue state. Like he was well, she could really at least upset. say,
1: listen, I'm pregnant. And then if he wants to check in on her in nine months and see if she's telling the truth, Maybe she didn't he can know. pretty much verify.
0: Maybe she didn't know she was pregnant right then. Maybe she
1: found she out a couple weeks later. She did. That's that's the thing she wanted to tell him. That's the news. Oh, whoops. You watched okay. it two times. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I missed that part.
0: Okay. I don't know. I thought it was a fine ending for Daniel Craig as James Bond. It was not his best. Oh,
1: I have one more thing. One more thing is this. Madeline... Uh, is shown in the early scene getting attacked by Rami Malek in the creepy mask. Oh, Her mother sick. gets shot one bajillion times on the couch. Yeah, it is horrifying. It would be the absolutely the most traumatic thing in your world. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Your whole life. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you the one place I don't live as an adult. When I go back and live with my daughter, you know where I don't live? The place where my mother was brutally shot and my home was invaded by a guy with a mask and I fell under the ice. I never returned to that house ever again. Is that That
0: correct? Yeah, that's accurate. You sell that thing. That thing's on Zillow the next day.
1: Yeah, the couch has some bullet holes in. I'll just patch that right up. That's where, it's like, no, no, no. The traumatic event is not the place where I go and stay with my daughter.
0: My, my daughter sleeps the place where I shot ah. a man five times
1: as right, a yeah. child. Yeah, remember when yeah, I dragged that guy yeah, out yeah. into the ice as a child? I'm gonna go live in that house.
0: That Terrible. child had some serious training, let me just say, because she held her own. But she anyway, did. yeah, yeah don't, don't live
1: there. Don't live there. <laughs> don't,
0: don't live there. I think this is a fitting end to Daniel Craig's run as james bond it's not his best james bond movie but it is a good one i think i will say in the apple tv documentary the behind the scenes the last scene that he shoots in the movie not Uh the last scene of the movie the last scene he filmed was after the fight scene with Ana de armas and she tells him goodbye and she says like stay a little longer next time and then he runs down that hallway with the doctor guy uh-huh. that was actually the final scene they filmed ever.
1: Twists his ankle, breaks his ankle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then filming it delayed for five months but after that scene like in the Apple TV Plus documentary they show him like saying goodbye to everyone. He gets emotional Aww. about playing James Bond and like the entire crew gets emotional and they all kind of say goodbye and hug and all this kind of stuff and it's, it's a really touching scene I would encourage you even if you just watch that yeah. like last scene the Apple TV Plus so when I see that scene in the movie and he's running down that alleyway or whatever. I'm like, oh, that was the last scene he ever shot as James oh, Bond. That is nice. Yeah, you were excellent. You too. Next time, stay longer. I will. Hey, a cigar for Felix.
1: Thank you. Come Ciao. Ciao. If I had my, if I had my Druthers, and I think it probably, if Daniel Craig was honest and he had what he wanted, and it wasn't about getting paid twenty million more dollars, <laughs> I think. Daniel Craig for a three movie series would have been perfect. How many was he? He was in. I think if you had given me three solid movies with Daniel Craig, I think that would have been the right amount of time. Because he was in I'm, five. I mean, like he yeah. did what he could. He was in five. I felt like it was a little two movies too long.
0: I, I'm with you. You take out Quantum of Solace and this one. Yep. And, and, and make Spectre a little better. Like that would have been a good trilogy.
1: Yeah. And and yeah, maybe make it more of a complete arc. There's also something about, I liked how in Casino Royale, it started rather small and it started rather like personal Yes, with him and Vesper. I would have liked it to shrink back in scale at the end and not take out the whole like nanotech poisoning the whole world and make it a little bit more small and personal. You know, also, forever, I will wish that Eva Green did not die. Man, if they could keep her around for just a few more movies, I would have yeah. loved a, a Vesper, Vesper reunite.
0: That would have been really good. You know, I do think the final scene. Now that you said what you said, I feel like maybe it would have been better to have a one-on-one hand-to-hand combat type fight as his final action scene. Yeah, like with with a different. It would have to be a different villain. Sure. But someone like in Mission Impossible 3 where you have Philip Seymour Hoffman and Tom Cruise in like this just a very personal individual yes. one-on-one yes. extended struggle and James Bond looks like he's losing, you know, he's bloody or whatever and he like can't get up. But then something happens to, you know, that kind of ending where it's really just about him and a villain. I think, like you said, it would have been more compelling ending maybe. I
1: don't know. Right. Yeah. Shrink it back down in scale. Because yeah. that was what was cool about Casino Royale is like it's kind of gritty, and it didn't have to be about the whole world being, you know, un- right. in peril,
0: <laughs> threatened by, yeah, nanotech. But anyway, I hope Ana de Aramos isn't another one in the future.
1: Man, they should in the spinoff. Hey, will she be in no Knives Sp- Out too? Probably not. Daniel Craig, welcome to your the next part of your career, which is just <laughs> playing a <laughs> sweet New Orleans detective, <laughs> detective. Knives Out. Oh, that's
0: funny. Listeners, let us know what you thought about No Time to Die. Comment on our Instagram, at Movies on the Side. You can follow us there. We post a movie we're doing every week, and we'd love to hear your comments on the reviews. Also, if you haven't yet, you can give us a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app. That'll help out the show and you can even access our bonus episodes. We have a bonus episode every time there's a movie review and you can get access to that at patreon.com movies on the side or directly in Apple podcasts. And as we
1: always say, you have all the time in the world. that was good that was good choice. how was my how was my accent there like it wasn't a whole that was lot pretty to go good. off of but i wasn't no
0: no no i, no, I think it was, it was good it was fine. it was, it it was, was okay. uh it was like the cut yeah that's
1: good the function of man is to live not to exist i shall not waste my days in trying to prolong i shall use my time
0: <laughs> liam neeson <laughs> you turned into liam neeson i don't know who you are <laughs> i don't know what you want <laughs> so good